Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode. Yeah, very interesting time. Every time we get into these in-between seasons, that's where we're at now. We are in between season four and season five. We are. We go into our special episodes. Yeah, going to the vault. Well, <laughs> e- even though they're special episodes, they become more because we've only done, what now, 40, 40 related to each individual episode. And then beyond the seasons themselves, we get into then the special episodes between yeah. seasons. And that's where we're at right now. We are. And this one is new ground for us. Yes, we have had a super fan episode before. We had super fan Jason Kersey oh, yeah. on the podcast in person, oh, in the flesh. Yep. That was our first three-way like Zoom, YouTube Live. It was fun as heck. He was a Patreon super fan, Jason Kersey. And then I discovered this a few months ago, right when we were doing season four. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. And that is this, Sal. And I guess it was, what, May 13th, 2021, this message came in to Let's Talk Cobra Kai's Facebook Messenger, right? Well, there was a lot of things going on around that timeline. For me personally, I was moving cross country. We had just finished season three a few months prior, and then we were into the special episodes. We started to do fan appreciation episodes, and this just – it wasn't an account I check all the time. Sometimes you get asked, hey, do you give permission to this person to send you a message? Yeah, I had some of these barriers. So I've kind of switched everything and made it funnel towards my inbox. However, this was sitting there, and a couple months ago, I discovered it. I'm like, not only was it a message, Sal, it was an audio file message. So we got a message from a fan and I thought, oh, this is really great. I played it one night. Sophia and I sat there and listened to it. It's so fantastic. I got his permission, asked him if he would like me to do this or allow us to do it, to play it on the air as if we have him with us like Jason Kersey, but he's not here, but we're going to play this, stop it at points in time answer questions he asks us. So it's, it's kind of like a really cool way to do something. And maybe it'll spawn us getting more audio files and, you know, some of them may pop up on the show. I don't know. I'm not making any promises, but here and now we have on the show, super fan Costadinos. That's, oh, he's got to be, what, is he in Greece? Is that where he is? Well, yes, you're, you're onto it here. So, but he shares his story and he's got questions for us both. There's even a great talking point, which I have some notes on, but a lot of fun. It's a five minute message, but we'll stop it and start it and have some fun with it. Well, so are you excited? Jason, this is your first time hearing yes, it. Yes. So. I wanted to say that to be transparent to our listeners and I pride ourselves on our genuineness and transparency. I have not yes. heard this. No. You've talked about this. You've mentioned this. You've teased this to me. Yeah. I have not heard this. So this will be a live reaction from me it will be and we'll get right to it after a word from our sponsor Uh, what (laughs) support for let's talk cobra kai is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming and offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels join over four million men worldwide who trust manscaped and with this exclusive offer you'll get 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code Cobra Kai at manscaped.com. Nice. Got to take care of business, Sal. Yeah, four million men. That just jumped out at me today. Four million. Probably more than that now. By now, yeah. So. That, that's a good business. And, and a very good product. Again, a very good product. 
So again, this is Costadinos, although he says his name here. It was a Facebook Messenger voicemail wow. back in May 13th, 2021. And I will play it, him. He'll join us. And again, we'll start and stop it intermittently. So nice. new thing for us here at Let's Talk Cobra Guy. I'm ready, Costa. <laughs> here we go. Hi, guys. My name is Costa. Costa Dinos, as you see it on the Facebook profile. I've recently discovered your podcast for the last, I'd say, three or four months. And I've listened to every single episode. And I really like the way you guys review the Cobra Kai TV series. You guys are clear and concise to the point, non-biased. And I really think that the way you present it, it's a very fun way to listen to you because I just really enjoy the way you, both of you speak. It's just, you're very clear in the way you describe everything and it's just really fun to listen to you. It's good company. All right, stop. Costa, you're my favorite. <laughs> my, my new best friend. <laughs> my new best friend. Speaking of precise and clear, you, sir, speak very clear and precise as well. So, yeah, what a compliment. I mean, I heard this. I was like, oh, Sal's going to love this. And I didn't want to just send this to you blindly. I thought, well, we'll, we'll make this a little show, like a smaller episode, a lot of fun. Yeah. But great start. He's already got his hook, Sal. This would make for a wonderful Apple five-star review, would it not? Yeah, this is really fantastic. And you know what's funny is he says what clear and concise, and I think we always like go down these rabbit holes, and we're always like going around the block and back. Yeah, but that's just us covering everything. I don't think we meander around. We just get a lot of context. No, no, no. Our shows are tight, but we do go all, all over the place. But no, I'm loving this so far. This just feels so personal, you know. Yes, absolutely. All right, we shall continue. So yeah, I wish you the best of luck with the show and obviously there's a season four coming along so i'm really looking forward to the reviews you, know, you guys are going to make on that also the karate kid number four or it's the next karate kid i'm looking forward to listening to your review on that as well i recently saw it just last week now that's available on netflix and i've got to say after seeing it after many, many years, the overall feeling is that I could describe it as it wasn't that bad. Even though I remember it being the weakest out of the four Karate Kid movies, it's uh, great to see the late Pat Morita reprise his role as Mr. Miyagi. And although there are a few, let's say, cheesy bits in it, it was the mid-90s, so... I guess at the time it was considered cool, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, it's overall feeling, you know, not that bad, considering. There is one element in that film, and it's really in the beginning, which in in a way kind of contradicts the Karate Kid universe as far as the Cobra Kai TV series is concerned. I don't want to say too much on it. I don't want to spoil it for you. But... I think you most likely will pick it up. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when you eventually see the movie because the way it's spelled out in the movie, I don't think it would be canon in the Cobra Kai universe. But that remains to be seen and we can delve into that once you watch the movie. All right, so – Great stuff there. Now, I've actually seen the movie. I had seen the movie. You were the latecomer to the movie. Yes. Right? And in fact, I'm wondering if I 
had seen it at that point in no, time. No, I have maybe, maybe me not. I don't think I have. And I had seen it so long ago and was like, this is ridiculous. I, I was young and I thought this was so silly. So I didn't actually finish it or see the whole thing until a couple years ago and was like, oh my gosh. But whatever. I know we talked about it, like maybe seeing it because this goes back to May, almost a year ago. So yes, I've seen it. Now, actually, I live in Boston, Massachusetts, and not too far from Julie Pierce's house. Wow. So yeah. there's going to be much, probably as close as you are to Allie's house. Yeah. 20 minute drive, sure. and I can go there. We've talked about doing an episode, then we waited, and then season four was upon us. So there's going to be an on location episode where I'm out in front of the house, trying not to get in trouble. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> this neighborhood's very different, very nice, and do an episode yeah, yeah. there. It's not, it's not like me walking around the South Seas. I mean, I walked yeah. around the South Seas. <laughs> Totally. For like an hour, I made friends with a cat. Yeah. I practically lived there. Nobody bothered me whatsoever. But Allie's house, you went by, and I've been by there many times. But I think that's Los Angeles and Encino. That house is used to having people go by and gawk at it. In Boston, it's like, wait, they made a movie in that house, <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> so, and, and let alone the Credit Kid Part Four, or the next Credit Kid. So I'm going to do that. But so we are definitely gearing up to do something for the next Karate Kid. And rather than just rushing in and do this scene-by-scene scene breakdown, I have some special things where we might even start doing episodes leading up to that. Like, for instance, I'm just going to give a little bit of a spoiler here. I may or may not know the dojo that was involved that you know helped either train or kind of put some of their students into some of the scenes. I may or may not have stumbled on some information about that. So, yeah, cool stuff to come. But Back to Costa's question or information. And yes, I'm sure you noticed it, Sal, right away in this movie, in this next Grady Kid, Mr. Miyagi is called a different name in the first five minutes, I think. And so this made me go back when I saw it that time. I was like, wait, what? And kind of got ready. And then this kind of put it back on my radar. So let's just go back in time. The Karate Kid, the original the greatest of them all. Mr. Miyagi is never called anything but Mr. Miyagi in that movie. No one ever calls him by another name. Okay. So Yeah, we never learn his first name in the original movie. Well, hang on. What? No. It's just not called this. No, no. one says, hey, blah, blah, blah. Yes. When he gives Daniel, when he says, choose, and Daniel chooses the car that he loves, yes. he has keys for that car. They're dog tags. Oh, are the keychain, and on the dog tags it says Hideo, H-I-D-E-O, Miyagi. Now, is that a nickname or is that his name? But that is definitely the first time he was given anything in the Karate Kid universe, Hideo Miyagi. Now we go to the Karate Kid Part 2, where he's given the name, which is also matches his name on Cobra Kai. And Sal, go ahead. Nariyoshi Miyagi, and that's N-A-R-I-Y-O-S-H-I, Nariyoshi. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So tell us about how, first of all, how you came up with that, with that idea or the approach and how you're infusing K-dramas into the mental health pr- approach or practice that you have. And what's been the feedback so far from people or, or just in general, like clients and things like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. I use Korean dramas somewhat by accident in, in mental health because I was trying to make connections with when as a family therapist. 
And on Cobra Kai, it's on his gravestone. Rest in peace, Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita. And in Karate Kid Part 2, it comes up. It's written on something, you know, in, I believe in Japanese letters. And so Nariyoshi, Miyagi, that's what we know. Okay. All right. So I go with that. Hideo could be a nickname, right? Okay. No harm, no foul. It's only on a dog tag. You don't know, right? Could translate to hero, sure. Miyagi. We don't know. Or, you know, middle name, first name, maybe something Middle like name, that. first name. Yeah. yeah. Although a lot of Asian cultures don't necessarily have middle names. They don't do middle names usually. But I can't speak for this. It wasn't, that's not a flaw. That's where my mind goes because, you know, you know me as Sal. A lot of people yep. know me as Sal. But there was a period in my life where I worked at a certain gym and there are still people from that era, we're going back about 20 years, who still call me by my actual first name. Salvador. Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yep. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I know yeah. you as Salvador and Sal. No, no. Guillermo oh, is because my, you is used my to first go name. by Guillermo for a period in time. I was like, let me go by my first name for once, and I lived as Guillermo for a few years. But then after a while, I was like, ah, let me go back to Sal, and I went back to Sal. But there's still a host of people who still call me Guillermo, and then you don't even recognize it. You don't even react. You're just like, well, I, I know who those Guillermo? people are, so I know they're going to call me that. But no, no. <laughs> if you see them, if, <laughs> if some stranger yelled Guillermo, I may be like, are they talking to me? But overall, no, I do go by Sal. So whenever I see stuff like this, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's a middle name and all, well, all that. It, no, know? exactly. Exactly. The Hideo and then, yeah, Nariyoshi. Sure. But in the next Karate Kid, early in the movie, like Costa's talking about, he is called, and it's, you know, there's this big event, and they're honoring him and other POWs, and he is called Keisuke Miyagi. It's You want to spell it? Because you have it right there. I sure. That would be K-E-I-S-U-K-E. Keisuke. Yeah. And I just took it how he, the guy says it out loud, you know, over the mic. He calls him Sergeant Keisuke Miyagi. Wow. So, and I get Costa's point. Yeah, this is out of left field. Why didn't they just take, you know, Nariyoshi, which had already been put out there in Karate sure. Kid Part 2, or even take Hideo? Yeah, established. But they did not. It's been established. It's there. However, I also have read that the showrunner said that the next Karate Kid absolutely is canon for Cobra Kai. I mean, you got Julie Pierce, of course. Sure. She's in play, played by Hilary Swank, two-time Oscar-winning actress. So- it's a weird thing. I think the only thing that throws people off, Jason, about the next Karate Kid, what kind of would throw off a fan and maybe would th- threw me off originally, is that there was no mention of Daniel LaRusso. Like Not zero mention. mention. Yeah. yeah. At least they would have mentioned him. Oh, he's off here. And then yeah. carry on. But there was zero mention, which I think made it a little bit strange to the fan and viewer. Yeah. Yeah. He died. They could have just said that. Anything. <laughs> no, they couldn't have said that. <laughs> no, it's very strange. Listen. I kind of found a whole new love for the Karate Kid Part 3. Flaws and all, it's shot beautiful. They have the Enos house. There's this terrible person, great acting by Terry Silver. And yeah, there's the flaw at All Valley. And let alone forget the one big flaw. It's the fact that All Valley is just more of a, it's tacked on in this movie in Karate Kid Part 3. Like, oh yeah, we're going to do this All Valley real fast, condensed. And it's like, it's so rushed and just feels like, what? Mm -hmm. But I like that movie. There's a lot there. Well, the next Karate Kid has moments. It's also bizarre at moments. So (laughs) when she goes to the monastery and, you know, so once you get over that, that, like, it's like, it's really forced and contrived. However, there's seeing Mr. Miyagi reprising his role, Pat Morita, one more time. It's worth it. And hey, Julie is a good actress and she's got some moves and there's some moments in there. 
But yeah, there's no Cobra Kai. It's a weird other thing. Yeah, there's there's these other guys that I think would be in the Cobra Kai roles or positions. They would be. Yeah, Yeah, like they're the Cobra Kai's, you know, quote unquote, of that movie. Yeah, and Michael Ironside's always great from Top Gun. Yes. If you recognize him. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I, I totally get it. I want Cobra Kai, I would love them to pull out Julie any other references, maybe just talk about it one time. She's, oh, I met Mr. – well, if she's in the show, she would. I met Mr. Miyagi. It was in Massachusetts, and we had this thing. Uh, that would be a great way to kind of book in that and bring it in the fold, I would say. Yeah. But I do believe it's canon, but they'll probably never talk about this name thing unless Kisuke was just – like you said, maybe it was another name. Maybe it was a middle name. Maybe it was a family name he decided to use in the war. We don't know, but I don't know why this movie chose that. But yeah. there you go. Well, like I do know, like, and from what little I know of some Asian cultures, I know they do a thing also where they'll put the last name first and the first name yeah. last. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? Like you'll call somebody what you think is their first name, but it's actually their last name or vice versa. Although a lot of Japanese people I know, they don't change their name. They keep their name. But some Koreans or Chinese who yes. move to the States change their name. So it's at least, at least their first name. So it, it gets confusing. But anyway, so there's that. But Costa goes on. And let's have anything else to say on the next Karate Kid. No, no, no. I'm ready to move along. Let me tell you a little bit quickly about myself. Um, born and raised in Australia, but my background is of Greek heritage. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually in Greece right now. I live on a small island called Kithera. I'm loving it here. It's completely different lifestyle. It's very nice, very peaceful. I think that's very crucial in anyone's life is to have inner peace. <laughs> Jason, you said you're a documentary filmmaker. I'm interested to see some of your work. Are there any links that you could perhaps forward to me that I could click on and see? Are there any of your films, documentaries available to stream or is it through some paid service or is it on YouTube? Please let me know. Thank you, Costa. First of all, love what you had to say. Sounds like we're talking to kind of a a Miyagi-type student. I love that the inner peace, Sal and I, I know we both subscribe to that very much so. the thought, Costa, when you talk about living on an island and you mention inner peace, I swear to God, I almost start crying. I literally (laughs) almost start crying. That would be a dream, a dream come true. Well, he's loving it. Sounds like it. Beautiful. Has time to watch Cobra Kai yeah. and listen to our show. So hopefully that brings you more inner peace, Sal. Let's hope that Let's Start Cobra Kai is like a meditation for some. And thanks for asking, Costa, about my film career. Yes, it was a huge part of my life, my career for a long time. And yes, you could see what you could go to my website, which is mrjasonconnell.com. It's M-R-J-A-S-O-N-C-O-N-N-E-L-L.com. And you can get Kind of see the festivals, see some of my documentaries and on there, my filmography link. You could also just go to IMDB, which is the source for everything, and look me up. But I'll give you a quick hit list here, very quick, because most of the movies I've done, a lot of them were on Netflix, but Netflix just churns things over after one, two, three, or four years. It's like they're gone. They don't I'm not like a to fan renew. Of you know, they're more the new, and now yeah. they're creating content. Like I had yes. these license deals for some of my documentaries before Netflix was even making content before House of Cards dropped. So now they're even more so like if you're not making it for them, they're not going to keep it on their platform. So Amazon is where a lot of my movies are. And there's so many new platforms popping up like Tubby and or even IMDb does uh, free movies. IMDb, you know, you can log in. IMDb TV is free. I did not even know that. So you can just watch it on your browser. So anyway, a lot of them are on Amazon. Some aren't available anywhere and then they pop back up on Amazon. So a quick rundown, strictly background, 
a documentary about movie extras trying to make it in Hollywood. My first, very proud of that movie. Time at Sal Rodriguez. That's how you and I met. Guillermo Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> the Rocket Fire Explosion is a fun nostalgia movie about the rise and fall of Showbiz Pizza, which was replaced by Chuck E. Cheese. It's about an animatronic rock band. It is glorious. I highly recommend it. If you're a fan of the 80s, watch the Rocket Fire Explosion. Clean Flicks was a documentary about a bunch of people in Utah, Mormons, sanitizing movies. So they would get a a movie and they would take anything bad, any curse word and remove it, burn it on DVD and sell this clean version illegally to people. And it became a huge court case in Hollywood. And they could take the movie, buy it, make a clean version, sell one copy. It was a one-to-one ratio. But guess what, Sal? They weren't going by the one-to-one. No. They buy one version of The Matrix, take anything bad or violent, and sell a thousand copies. Wow. So, yeah, you can imagine what it was doing to numbers and things. And they're just pirating movies. So, yeah. And they're anyway, dubbing? Were they, were they audio dubbing? Is that what they were doing? No, they were just removing. Oh, just taking scenes. it out. What? Like, yeah. There might be, yeah. That's like crazy. they would go to Titanic <laughs> and if it was like Kate Winslet's naked, yeah. no longer that scene's gone. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's interesting. So interesting. that was a fun yeah. movie. Then there was I Do, I Don't, which you were there for that. You oh, met Oh, Maggie dude, all at, the memories are coming back. I Do, I Don't. This couple got married before they even kissed. And so, and the church is like, want them to stay together. And it was an interesting movie. I got involved later with that one. Then there's Holy Rollers, the true story of card counting Christians. We followed the largest card counting team in the country for three or four years. You know what? I never saw that Christians. one. I never Holy saw Rollers that one. is great. They'd study the numbers. It was like Rain Men, but they weren't Rain Men. They were just normal people, all Christians, and they learned how to do it. And they would go into casinos and take millions. Sure. Casinos, and they hate, would, casinos hate them. Yeah, we would go into the casino with like undercover cameras, hidden cameras. And then sometimes we would go into the casino and be talking to them behind the scenes about like, how card counters, how's that go? And while we're in the room talking to them on the camera, some of our people would come in and start playing. They would say, hey, we got to keep an eye on this guy. You know when to go heavy, you know when not to, because that card counting gives you that slight advantage. You can also lose a truckload. But these people would go in with $80,000. They'd go with large bankrolls to weather the storm. It was fascinating. It nearly became a big Hollywood movie. We had an A-list director. It nearly was going to be, but it it just didn't happen. So many times that happens. Card counting is not illegal, right? No, it's frowned upon. But the casinos can throw you out if they want to. They could wait for your trend because even card counting, you may be down 20, 30 grand, but it could churn and you could be up 80. Well, they may cut you off when you're on the down. You know, Sal, you've been playing great. We don't want your business. You can play anything else here, but you can't play blackjack. Wow. That can happen. Yeah. So then, of course, there was Glow, the story of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which became a great TV show on Netflix. It was kind of like the first season was really close to what the documentary was. And by season two, they kind of made it their own. But very proud of that. Very nostalgic. It was about that real TV show, Glow in the 80s. I'm really into nostalgia things. We got to know all the women. They hadn't talked out in so many years. And then in the end of the movie, we had them come together for a reunion, and it was just beautiful. And then you were there when they came together again at the Los Angeles United Film Festival. We had 20-plus glow girls on stage. Me and you, the director, the editor, and the writer, 
and 20 plus glow girls on stage. That night, Sal, I'll never forget it. I have photos of us like you and I are on opposite ends and everyone's in the middle. And then we all went to the Dresden afterwards for the after party. But what a night that was. Great it was memories. glorious. That's, that's a highlight real moment. That's that how I feel about incredible. that. Such good memories there. Then Seder Mania was about Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Number one yes. fan. Seder Mania is a lot of fun. I remember that. Quickly, I got three left. Tough Ain't Enough, conversations with Albert mm. S. Ruddy, who produced The Godfather, yep. got the rights, had to sit down with the mob, get them to sign off on the script, and they were making the movie with Robert Evans and Coppola and yada, yada, yada. And then there was County Fair, Texas. I worked with the same directors of Glow and Rocky Fire Explosion. Beautiful movie about kids, like in the 4-H program, Future Farmers of America. They raise animals, and then they raise them for a year. It's very like Cineverde style. And then at the end of the year, they have to give up their animals, and it's just like really heart-wrenching, but beautiful. Oh, wait, what, it's more what of an becomes, art piece. What becomes of those animals? Well, some go off to market. Oh. And some, yeah, this is uh, farmers. This is the drill. That's what you know? they do. So it's That's what they do. I didn't see that one, by the way. I need to see that one. Yeah, County Fair I, Texas. I never saw that. And the last one is not such a bad guy, Conversations with Dabney Coleman. Biopic on the great, legendary actor Dabney Coleman. Movies like War Games, 9 to 5, Tootsie, On Golden Pond. I met him at the festival. We honored him in front of the Vista, handprints with with the director of On Golden Pond, Mark Rydell. Beautiful night. Although, Sal, I think you were over at the Los Feliz that night because we were double booked. We were doing two venues. Yeah, my so friend you, Dante Acosta. Uh, yeah, Dante uh, Acosta and yeah. I were over there. But wonderful time. So great documentary. We go through his life. Beautiful tribute. So those 10 movies, Costa, my documentaries are available. Amazon Prime or go to IMDb and it can even tell you what platform it's on. But thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. It's fun to go down that memory lane, Sal. Thanks for going there with me. You know, Jason, I, I got to tell you, as as your friend and co-host, I, I feel like you, we are in the era of shameless self-promotion and nobody would fault somebody for always like selling your stuff. You don't sell your stuff. At a, I don't. We need to hear <laughs> about this stuff more often. I, okay. I agree. I, I refrain. I do refrain from that. And so it was like, oh, wow, that, that is fun to talk about. I'm passionate about it. I haven't made a documentary in a while and and I do want to share. It's not shameless promoting. It's genuine. So thank you, Sal, for saying that. And no, I think Costa, it's great. Thanks I think, for asking. You know what? You've done a lot of great work, Jason. And you should be proud and you should let our listeners know about it more. I really do feel that way. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now back to Costa, because he's got some questions for you, Sal. Oh, what? And Sal Rodriguez, cool name, by the way. You said that you used to be an extra on the Wonder Years. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember seeing that show when I was growing up. And I remember, I think it was in the early 90s, where uh, it was the final season, I think, of that show. And gosh, I, I think about it, and it feels like it was yesterday. Sometimes <laughs> amazing how time flies. You said you were an extra in that show. Do you remember the which episodes you were in? Because I can go back and find those episodes. I like to see you work in um, Sal, even as an extra. Do you remember the episode? That, that's funny. You, you were probably in more than one, I'm assuming. Well, there were a few shows where I was almost a regular on. Parker Lewis? No, no, no. Saved by the Bell? Saved by the Bell. The yeah, college yeah. years, to be exact, the college the years. The college years. Yeah, not the earlier. 
But the Wonder Years, in fact, the Wonder Years, like the director knew me, the, the directors, you know, they would rotate. Wow. The ADs, like they kind of knew me. Like I was like one of the gang. They would have like a group of kind of regulars and I was sort of a regular on the Wonder Years. And we would often- Sal, film... was it Guillermo then or no, was it no, Sal no. or Sal? Well, <laughs> one day I'll go into the story. The truth is I used another name to get onto the show because I had to lie about my age. At the time- Kisuki. I was, well, I was only 17 at the time. And you had to be in the oh. 18 to look younger category. So I had a friend at the oh. work at the DMV. I got another idea. It says I was 18. And there I was on the set of The Wonder Years. I was a high schooler faking it as an adult to play a high schooler. And that's the absolute truth. So I did work on several episodes of The Wonder Years. Wow. Namely, the one of the reasons why, one of the main reasons why I was on The Wonder Years a lot is because my mother had a 1969 Volkswagen Squareback maroon in color. It can't be red. They don't like red cars in the background. But it's sort of a neutral maroon color. And I would drive that Volkswagen Squareback back and forth in the background a lot, in addition no. to working as a student and walking around the halls that they often filmed at Grant High School, which I believe is North Hollywood or Van Nuys. So I couldn't so, tell you which episode. I was on a few. But you can be seen probably driving yeah, the yeah, car yeah. in the Look for a 69 Volkswagen Squareback, maroon color. I think there were some racks on the top. If you see that, look for me. I'm going to be in that. But you know what? I do mean to revisit the original show and maybe yeah, find myself. Because you yourself, Jason, sent me that screenshot of me near Luke Perry. <laughs> 90210. Okay, that was another show I was sort of semi-regular on was Beverly Hills 90210. So I do mean to revisit these old shows and just see if I can pop up. He's about to get to that as well. But oh. no, I was revisiting that show, seeing if season one held up when I was younger, much younger, and I was cracking up watching it. And then I swear, I'm really good at spotting extras because I made a documentary about movie extras and I can see those things. And I saw you immediately and you were young as heck, like, like 18, 19 maybe. Yeah. And I took a screen grab and you're like cracking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wasn't looking for you. You just popped up in my screen. I, I just thought it was hilarious. Nice. Well, when I first visited Los Angeles, my first time ever visiting a friend which planted the seed to move there, this guy said, hey, you want to go see the Wonder Years house? I said, yeah. I mean, I love locations. I'm a geek. I'm a film geek on yeah. that. So he drives me to the Arnold House, which is at 515 University Avenue, Burbank, California, 91504. We pull up. A family lives there. It's a real house, but it looked the same. They hadn't painted a thing. It looks like 1950s, you know, 60s. I guess that was the time, 60s, but- The show was set, I believe, during the Vietnam War. Vietnam War. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It's so not 50s, but it, but that house was there in the 50s. Sure. But it was beautiful to see. It had the basketball goal, and I was just in awe. But in Los Angeles, you can go- 10 minutes and hit a house like that, you know, all the time. Like, oh, here's the Brady Bunch house. Here's the Brady this. Bunch house. Yeah, the Brady Bunch house is not far from here. And by the way, I never knew that about the Wonder Years house because I, I would work mainly at, at, the, at the school sets. and driving on the streets. I never even knew about this house. This is very close to me. I live in North Hollywood. Burbank is the next city over right behind me. I'm going to check that out. I did not know about that. Go by there. We'll do a unlocated. Well, we have to have a reason. <laughs> Let's talk TV and we'll get you over there. No, yeah, go by and check it out. I, I don't think it's changed because people buy houses like that. They want to keep that authenticity. If all of a sudden they painted it different, did a remodel, I guess you could. In fact, I even saw that the Cobra Kai house in Atlanta was up for sale recently. You know what? So. When I saw that, I was thinking, I hope they don't mess with it. I hope they don't like alter it too much. You know, sometimes they do refurbishment and or knockout walls and all that. You know, I hope they don't do well, that. Well, my question is this though, will they build that into the show and say, the LaRusso's moved? Mm -hmm. Or will they just try to cheat it like it's always the house? Yeah. Right? Yeah, because you may, approach the, you may approach the new owner, hey, can we film here? And they may be like, no, I don't want you to film here. Yeah, exactly. That could happen, yeah. 
maybe they kept everything and they moved down the road. But if someone doesn't want the disturbance, then you just say, forget it. Or is, is season five, like the LaRussos go to Okinawa and it's like the Brady Bunch <laughs> yeah. go to Hawaii. Yeah, look out for the little tikis. Uh, they <laughs> yeah, are, they are dangerous. Yeah, that's taboo. Yeah. So, okay, back to Costa because he's got some more comments for you, I believe. You said you were also an extra in uh, Beverly Hills, Nono but back in the day, okay, I was still in primary school, but I can't say that I really ever watched that show because I just remember the girls at school going on and on about the characters of, what was it, Jason Priestley yeah. and Luke Perry, I think, and they're just going on and on about him, you know. You know, all the boys are like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, like I said, yeah, keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to any episodes uh, you guys come up with. And I'm going to also check out your other podcasts where you're reviewing, from what I understood, various types of movies and also these crime detective-style movies. So they, that's an interesting <laughs> uh, genre, I must admit. So, yeah, keep up the great work. I'm looking forward to listening your next episode, whenever that will be. See you guys. Bye. Very nice. All right. Wow. Warms my heart. Warms my heart. What? It's like we have Costa here in studio. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. Very nice. What a fantastic voicemail. A simple voicemail. A simple voicemail. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, to make a quick point there or smooth out any misunderstandings. So yes, we have Let's Talk Movies. That's under the Just Curious banner. We revisit movies, even newer movies, but we really talk about films. Most recently, Sal, I brought Sal back on because he's, it's really just a one-man show and I bring on different people. And yeah, Sal, I'm not the co-host of Let's Talk Movies officially, no. But you're the most often, <laughs> most called upon guest yeah, host sure. that I have. And you came on and like recently we broke down the opening scene of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. So sometimes it's something like that. So obscure, but cool 30th anniversary on Reservoir Dogs, or I'll just review a movie or I'll have an interview. So it's a mixed bag, but we're always talking movies. And it really, the idea is to, if you haven't seen that movie that we're talking about, go see it or go revisit it. Because sometimes you're stuck at Netflix or Amazon, like, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch? And sometimes you don't have to look forward. Like, this just came out. If you go back in the sure. 70s and the archives, the 80s, 90s, 60s, whatever, you can see things you never saw or you saw once. And like, I kind of remember that. So I'm big on that. Like, I love to look forward and what's new also go backwards. So I like to do deep dives on that. And the other show, that's a crime. We don't really talk about movies that are a crime. It's just crime. So I think Costa, maybe he misunderstood. So hopefully you check out That's a Crime. We break down anything and everything, Sal. From a misdemeanor to a murder. True. Yeah, we, That's exactly we go it. all over the place. Wide range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we do cover a lot. And we need to. I know I've totally. told you before, and I'll say it again, I, I need reprieves from, from the tragedies. Yes. It's the pressure valve. You know, I need that. I need that because, yeah, some of these are, are really heart-wrenching. Some of the crimes yeah. are really heart-wrenching. A lot of innocent people will get hurt, have been hurt. So when we do just a, either a celebratory fan appreciation episode or we go into a lighter mm -hmm. crime where there's no casualties, yeah, yep. it's quite nice. But yeah, that's a crime we do go across the board. 
Yeah, I didn't want to do a usual, the usual serial killer show, but there's a million of those. So I wanted to go like a lighter crime heist. I love a good heist. Sure. And, and so Costa, I guess we could cover movies. Sometimes the show turned into a movie, but really we're just covering these unique things, some classics you may have heard of, up to more recent crimes. We've been a lot more recently. We're in the 2020, 2021, 2022, which is very recent. You know, unfortunately, there's always new crimes. <laughs> when I start researching, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I try to, you know, balance it between something darker but important to cover and then come right back with something lighter. Crypto crimes are really on the oh, rise yeah. now. We've covered some of them. Sure. We got some sports crimes coming, Sal. We haven't done one yet. Well, we've done athletes who have had were involved in crimes, but I mean like sports crimes. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, where there's cheating yeah, or like referees paid off and stuff like referees that. Referees paid off. We talked about it one day. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, we haven't really uncovered that. But mm -hmm. we've had some classics. Sal, what was our first episode of all time ever? First episode of That's a Crime was all about D.B. Cooper, the famous heist from 1971. Yep. Still unsolved to this day. Lots of speculation about who was D.B. Cooper and all that. The most magnificent heist, as far as I'm concerned to this day, because <laughs> I say that, not only because he got away with it, not only because it's unsolved, but no one hurt and no casualties. Amazing. It really is. He evaporated into thin air. Yep. Incredible tale. And then we've covered things like the Lindbergh baby kidnapping and some other ones that you may have heard, the preppy killer and a lot of other things. But then there's a lot of cool stuff happening. The more I research, the more recent crimes are interesting to me because it's like, well, maybe it's important to talk about. Now we're doing updates on some crimes yeah, that we've yeah. done, that new things yeah. are unfolding. I like that too, because you know why? I've been saying this for years. You see a, an interesting story. Yep. And you're like, oh my God, that's an interesting story. And then that's it. You never hear about it again. You don't yeah. know what happened. Well, what happened? Where is yeah. that person now? A follow-up. So I like follow-up and I like that we're starting to do that. Yeah. So Costa, it was wonderful to get your message although it was months late on my end. <laughs> but, uh, Check your messages, Jason. Sounds like something I would do wait this long. But we were slammed. And when you're moving across the country, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah. but timing's everything. And it was perfect to discover it recently and plan for this special episode with Costa Dinos on the show. And more than anything, I hope that he, you, enjoyed season four of Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Yeah. Because it was our most triumphant. Oh, yeah. I mean, our finale, Sal, was over two hours long. Yeah. It was a beast. This was. season was a beast. I mean, even during the season itself, because if those of you don't know, we watch it in real time with everybody else. Yeah, yeah we and do not. We start, believe me, we'd love to have advanced screeners. <laughs> yeah, we are not there it. yet. We did not get advanced screeners. We are, we are waiting and watching along with everybody else. Yeah, we would love it. I drove to Florida through many states, stopping along the way, doing notes, set up, recorded, editing. You were traveling as well. Yeah. And I guess it's two and a half months. You can't stop life. Sure. You just have to keep banging them out. And I'm telling you, as much as I want to see season five, Sal, I'm also happy that it's months and months and months away from a production standpoint. Yeah. So give us a chance to do more of these fun special episodes and gear up for next season. Yeah. And Jason, I just want to add one thing for the benefit of Costa or, or maybe the newer listeners who haven't consolidated yes. who we are, who Sal and Jason are. Just to bring it back home. So you and I met when you were casting for your documentary, mm -hmm. Strictly Background, because you yep. wanted people who had done or were doing lots of extra work. Currently, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what you were looking for. But I did visit you. We had a wonderful visit. Yeah. You had me on camera, I think, auditioning I have me. that footage. You do? Oh, my God. I, I got to see that. 
That could be a special episode. 2005. So you and I met in 2005. You decided, well, Sal has done extra work in the past, and that's great, but I'm looking for people that are currently doing extra work. Yes. And I was not currently doing extra work. Was it more into stand-up comedy? I've been doing a lot of stand-up comedy around Los Angeles. So yeah. you met me when I was doing stand-up comedy, having previously done extra work. So a couple, I think, what, a, a year or two go by, and then you reach out to me to be the host moderator of your new festivals, the United Film Fest. And Jason had festivals all over the place, uh, multiple mm-hmm. states, and even in London, right? Yeah, UK, London. Yeah, yeah so you had a, a, a string of these United Film Fests, and I was the host yeah. moderator, became, what, five, seven years yeah. Mainstay host moderator at the LA United Film Festival that was at the Los Feliz 3 and at the Vista. But it started at the Cinespace. It started at Cinespace in Hollywood. Yeah, the yeah. first year. Yeah. yeah, so that's how Jason and I met. And, and that's been our legacy. Well, hang on. Let me go once, just one step further. Oh, go, go. One step further is so you had your run with your film festivals and your documentaries, and I was there, and all these films you mentioned, I had great memories of running a lot yeah. of these Q&As, lots of good memories. So then a few years go by. I think by that time I started working at a newspaper and I was just yep. kind of out to pasture in a way, just kind of working at a newspaper <laughs> as a writer and as an editor. And I get a message or maybe even a phone call out of the blue from you. Haven't spoken a couple of years. Yep. You're like, hey, Sal, I want to start getting involved in podcasting. And by this time I did have some podcasts under my belt. I had been podcasting with some friends in years past. I was on XM, Sirius XM for a while. I'm, I'm proud of that. And then you call me, and by the way, you were not the first person to say, hey, Sal, I want a podcast with you, but you are the first person that I said yes to after Mm. this break. And that was based on our experience, uh, my experience of working with you at the festival, knowing you, respecting you. You always do what you say you're going to do. You don't overpromise, underdeliver. So because of my respect for you and admiration for you, I said, yes, I will go on this journey with you. And here we are now. <laughs> here we are. I can't believe it. So <laughs> I, I, owe, I, owe, I am indebted to you, Jason. I owe you a lot of gratitude. Uh, you, you've always believed in me and, and that really warms my heart. And I mean that. So thank you for having me along. And everybody, that's how Jason and I met. And here we are now. That is so, it. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, Costa Dinos, for the wonderful message. Fantastic voicemail. Really? Sorry really? we got yeah. to it so late. But yeah, we have to also, even if we do discover something wonderful, we got to think when we're going to put it into the pipeline, right? So totally. So here we are today. Thank you very much for being an avid listener. And here we're, we still go on and on. Special episodes now and season five yet to come. Yep. Well, thank you, Sal. That was very kind of you to say. And yes, I'm a big fan of yours as well. And we're here for a reason. We have a lot of episodes under our belt for all of our shows. And we will continue on because it's so much fun. And we have not been in studio together in a few years, which is totally crazy. But I hope to see you soon. I think you said you're going to be coming out to Los Angeles soon. Yes, I have not been to LA since moving. And it's been too long. I got to come back and at least visit. So then we will sit down, have some wine, and we might even record in person. Wow. Wouldn't that be a trip? Like like old times. Yeah, take us a minute to get readjusted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not used to being in the same room with you. This is weird. <laughs> go in the other room and get yeah, on yeah, yeah, exactly. You go over there. Uh, so thank you, Costa. And I hope that you did enjoy season four. And other fans, write us, send us voicemails. You never know when you might pop up on an episode of Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Yeah, that's a nice treat. It really is. For us too. For sure. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. 
You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.